are hurting people. And we live in a hurting world. And I'll just stop there. Because some days we are not able to turn away from that truth. And this is one of those days. As you all know, this past weekend, a group called Hamas is claiming credit, if it can be called that, for attacks that have killed, as of right now, over 700 people in Israel. And others who are innocent have been taken by them as hostage to try to create leverage. Over 1,100 people have been killed altogether. Um, there is, the Israeli government has said, a state of war. And now everybody is wondering, what will it lead to? And how bad will it get? And how awful and ironic and strange is it that the place that we call Holy Land, you know, we treasure this book scripture where God says to Abraham, um, I will make you the father of many people and all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. And that little part of the world that is so small, Gaza Strip uh, occupies about 37 miles of the border of Israel. That's all. But all these forces are involved that are so far beyond us. Lots of speculation now about is Israel on the verge of entering into peace accords with one country and another country would not like that. So they will encourage these forces to make an attack on Israel. How in the world can peace ever come? And it's not just that it seems to be beyond our capacity to figure it out or to bring it. Everybody involved in this, all the people who are suffering, they are real people. Somebody who's real involved in Become New, part of our community, heads up uh, a company, corporation, and one of their employees is in the Middle East and was killed this past weekend as a result of what's going on there. Everybody, somebody's mom or dad, somebody's son or daughter, lives get lost and hatred builds up and vengeance recurs and religion gets mixed up in this and it seems to be beyond our capacity to be able to solve it. And yet, and yet, and yet, you and I live in this hurting world and there is another force that is more powerful than the longing for vengeance. Um, so much of the violence that takes place wherever and however it does in the world does at its core because it relies on hatred that is stored up in the human heart. So I wanted today to tell you about somebody else who lives in Israel. I got to meet him years ago when I went over there. His name is Elias Shakur. Father Shakur was born, I think, in 1939. He's Palestinian. He describes himself as a Palestinian Arab Christian Israeli. That's interesting combination. Jesus has a way of breaking down walls. And his family was displaced. Again, we live in a hurting world. So you think about centuries of anti-Semitism in which the church was involved. And then the unspeakable atrocity of the Holocaust. And then the birth of the nation of Israel. But as part of that process, then people like the family of Father Shakur, who were Palestinians, lost their homes, saw them destroyed. He and his family actually became Israeli citizens right away in 1948. And, and he devoted himself to thinking about what would it look like to bring peace and forgiveness and embrace into a land where there was so much violence. 
He was the first person to get an advanced degree, first Palestinian Christian to get an advanced degree from Hebrew University in Jerusalem, and then got a PhD from University of Geneva in Switzerland, devoted himself to the study of scripture, to the study of Talmud, and to languages like Aramaic, which traces its way back to Jesus and Syriac. And then because little kids were just being brought up to hate each other, he started youth centers and um, libraries. And then a school where thousands of Christian and Jewish and Muslim students could learn together. And uh, began a church, and I think it was 2005, with a wonderful name, the Church of the Sermon on the Mount. Ev Worthington has also met Father Shakurin. Uh, he writes this about him. One time, when Israeli terrorists had opened a fire on Muslims that were prostrate in worship and spilled innocent blood, Father Shakur wrote to the Israeli government. And then later on, a Palestinian terrorist opened up fire and killed Israelis. And Father Shakur, again, uh, wrote a letter. He's, he's very engaged in trying to bring peace to that world. He's been nominated for the Nobel, Nobel Prize three times. But he said this, he told us in a, talk at a State of the World Forum in New York. My students came to me, have you become an American, they accused me. When Americans are upset, they write a letter to their congressman. They think they've solved the problem. That is enough. My, that is not enough, my students said. My students wanted to show the love that expressed itself in action. I asked, what should we do? We want to give our blood to help the injured Jews, said the mostly Palestinian students. So I phoned the Israeli government with my request, and they sent 15 nurses. I was afraid that only 15 or 20 students would show up, embarrassing the school. I need not have worried. For six solid hours, 15 nurses pumped the blood of Christian, Muslim, and Jewish students and faculty. Palestinians gave their blood for Jews. We became blood brothers, said Father Shakur, who wrote a book by that name. We were not born Jew, Muslim, or Christian. We were born babies. So everybody you see today, you just think baby, image bearer. There's a very interesting passage that I bet you haven't read for a long time in the Bible, Genesis chapter 36. And a great Old Testament prof, I think his name was Stuart at Gordon-Conwell, used to talk about this. Um, if you know Genesis, you may know back when it was written, there were not like chapter divisions. The way that you can divide Genesis up is there's about 10 different uh, divisions, and they each begin with, this is the account of. So chapter 2, verse 4, I think, is the account of the heavens and the earth, it says. And then it will say, this is the account of Adam. And then basically you go through really Adam's descendants. And the same thing with Noah, and then Noah's children, and then later on with Abraham and so on. In Genesis chapter 36, this is the account of the descendants of Esau, the Edomites. Now what's extraordinary here is the Edomites were regarded as the enemies of Israel. Little phrase that is going to pop up periodically through this. You shall not despise an Egyptian, as one another one was. You shall not despise an Edomite, because they allied themselves with Israel's enemies. But an entire chapter, one of these accounts in the book of Genesis, you look this up, Genesis chapter 36. This is not about Abraham. This is not about Isaac, not about Jacob, not about Joseph. We're going to come to all this. It's the Edomites 
Why? Why in the world would God give an entire chapter in Holy Scripture to the Edomites? Because they were born babies too. Because the Edomites matter to God. Because every human being does. And my anger and my hate blinds me to that. Somebody was asking, and we'll talk about this more, on the journey of forgiveness, how do I know when I have forgiven somebody? I'll tell you one indicator right now is when I'm able to look at somebody who has hurt me and think of something good about them. It's actually an exercise that I have been doing in going through this uh, forgiveness journey that I would invite you to do today. Think about somebody who has hurt you, somebody who has offended you, somebody that you want to demonize. And you can do this right now if you really want to do it. And this is something that I have done. Get out a piece of paper or a journal. Nancy, even if you don't like journaling, then get out whatever you can write on. And think about that person's name and write down good qualities that they have. Write down good things that they have done. Write down things um, that they have accomplished or contributed. And I know, I know, I know, they may be people who have done some really, really bad things and who have hurt me, who have hurt you, but there's something about going that process that reminds me. They were born a baby too. And people who live where there are centuries of hatred can discover we are blood brothers. And so can you. And so can I. And this hurting world needs it. God, forgive us our debts as we forgive. Thanks for joining us. At Become New, we want to grow spiritually one day at a time, but it's tough to do that alone. So we're offering a little more support for anyone who would like to work on putting the content into practice. You can sign up to receive a text at the end of each week in this series, asking if you completed the here's how portion for that week. If you want, you can reply to the text and let us know how it went, or if you need prayer in taking those action steps. To sign up for the end of week reminder, just text the word MORE to 855-888-0444 and we'll put you on the list. As always, to receive the emails or video links by text, you can let us know at becomenew.com slash subscribe. If you're already signed up for the emails but aren't getting them, try checking your spam folder or better yet, you can add us to your contact list. Our email address is connect at becomenew.com. If you need prayer, we're here for you. Text your specific prayer request to 855-888-0444. There's a team of us who meet each weekday to pray specifically over every person who sends a text in. We'll catch you next time.